It's a soccer project. It's May 11, 2019. Today's episode, we have segments on side performance and community codification, survivors of the American Holocaust, and finally, legalized prostitution. So let's get into today's segments. It's a psychic project. It's May 10th, 2019. It's uh, 10 a.m. in the morning. The realization of how the codification effort in Sacramento, California was working finally hit me. Just how how they how they leveraged an entire community of Native Sire Americans to do their bidding, to enslave them to how the, com- the corrupt community forced them t- to do their bidding. You know, codification being, if you're, if you're African-American and codified to be a postal worker, they had limited your movement basically a caste system. They had limited your movement or who you could be in the community. You had to be a a, a particular character, fit a mold. You couldn't escape that. At least not for the Native Side American. You could not escape that. If you were African American, you had to look like whatever their prejudice, bias of the community. And who do you, and you say, who are these people that you're talking about? The entire community had become this codification effort. Once they knew the knowledge, once they had the knowledge of how Native Sire Americans are open, and then they had the knowledge of site performance, they began to say, well, we want you to act a certain way. If you don't act that way, we'll side perform you to ensure you're acting that way. And then if you don't do that, well, through our codification, oh, you didn't fit the mold, the prejudice, the bias we have presented. Or we, we have rationalized for you to fit. Then we'll start to discipline you at work. We'll start to make things harder for you in life. We'll start to restrict you socially, alienate you. And in my case, uh, and, and when you say, how does this alienation and this restriction take place? Simple things such as... Taking you out of your social circle. Making, moving your employment from, in my father's case, one post office to the farthest post office away so that your drive time is double, triple, so that you don't work your regular nine to five shift. You are now suddenly on graveyard. 
You don't do as they please. They side perform you. They have that check. Oh, I, I can check him. I can make sure he's doing as he's supposed to. I can make sure my little puppet is doing as he's supposed to. Let's check his side perform. Side perform him. Well, he's doing. He, he's being. He's being a good little native side American. He's being a good little boy. I think I'll lift this community codification. I think uh, I think we can lift it now. Or maybe it doesn't lift. Maybe we just continue to check on him. Did he drink today? You know, African Americans are supposed to drink so much. Did he buy a Cadillac? Because he's only allowed a Cadillac. Their version of who we are supposed to be. Did he wear sandals? With with his show with his feet showing. Or did he make sure he wears tennis shoes? Because he's not allowed to wear anything else. Your appearance. They controlled your appearance. Think about that. They controlled their appearance. How often does that drive who you become, how you appear, how you see yourself becomes your identity? Did he have athletic clothes on? Make sure he always has athletic clothes on. He can never wear anything or any dress in any manner that should look upward and upwardly mobile. Of course, community codification would also make sure he doesn't start any small business. Homeless, they should all be African-American. Make sure the jails are filled with them. Charge them. This is how they became corrupted inside the entire district attorney's office. Native side American? Oh, we can check them and make sure they're doing correctly. Put them into the system. Make them sell drugs to each other. That's, that's how we see them anyways. That's how they should be. It'll make probation easier. We can side perform. We'll save on money there. And by the way, that'll keep the cycle going. We have the advantage over them in probation. I know exactly when they're crossing the line. Oh, that sounds like a plus, a bonus, right? But you forced us into this particular life through codification. And then we, they would, yes, I said we would reoffend. After being forced into that particular life. 
Now, I was unjustly incarcerated, but I can see how it occurred. And I propose that I hadn't I hadn't seen the two couple together. In isolation, they don't they don't community codification seems to lack the weight to force people to do things. Psych performance along seems not so dangerous. A lack of privacy slightly, but we could deal with it. But the two combined when an entire community becomes corrupt, that is when it has Holocaust-type implication, and that's exactly what happened. Years of this. Years of this. And this is just the beginning. Then you start to drug, you start to drug this community. Native side Americans, not only do you have community codification and side performance on one hand, you had the intentional drug addiction of an entire community. I should let you know. I'll let you know who you are. But you got to take some crystal meth. By the way, that's the only way you can be psychic, by the way, if you take crystal meth. It's the only way your abilities work. And I'll promote you in our community, by the way. I'll promote you. Take some drugs. You fit you fit my image of you. I'll promote you. I believe you'd be a drug dealer. You look like one. If you don't do what I want, I'll just arrest you again. And I'll sign perform you, by the way, and check that you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing. Native Side Americans were repressed. They spoke in that game type language. I did not understand. Why are they speaking to me in with the environment? Why are they doing that? I don't understand. So many of them right now are corrupted. The message was delivered last night that if actors should cross the line, we have our ways. That's when it's very real. It's as if That's just almost another indignity. Now you have corrupted an entire generation of Native Sire Americans, and we we can't save them. Or can we? Or can we? Can we re-educate them? Can we help them? What if somebody wrote me off like that? And they did. I spent a year out there. 
refugees, Native South Americans that can prove who they are. Some sort of test should be airlifted out of California, out of Sacramento for sure. It's, um, it's, it's akin to leaving the Jews in Nazi Germany. It's akin to leaving the Jews in Nazi Germany. My father, he, I didn't understand when I came home why things had changed so much for him. I did not understand that. None of that made sense to me. It all makes sense now. How many years? Six? Some say 15. I definitely know there was a difference between 2012 and 2018. The economic figures, data, everything out of California is corrupt. It's all bad. I'm trying to stay on point, though. Side performance. Community, community codification. There should be a license this is like a project. There should be a license for site performance. Either a medical, uh, mental health, FCC. That's how dangerous it can be. private investigator sort of license, something to ensure that the people that perform it are legitimate and that if we catch anybody else performing without a license, that they can be charged. Well, you're performing without a license? Charge them. Charge them. Especially if they show up on social media. That should be a charge. Now, does that restrict our ability to look into certain aspects of government? I'm a Native Side American. It feels as if you are buying a gun when you have community codification and side performance coupled together. You have a gun at somebody's head. That's how that will work. And while it may not be community codification on the scale of an entire city, such as Sacramento. 
but you can imagine just a, a small neighborhood, such as the one I'm in now, codifying one resident and then using side performance as the sledgehammer. You will either act the way the neighborhood wants you to act or will use the sledgehammer side performance. And it may not be in a large city. What about rural areas? Small towns. Side performing. Make sure they do as we want. And we can't always see these small towns. Rural areas like Palestine, my my home, Palestine. They start side performing people and then using community codification. The big city of Dallas. We don't always go down there. Houston never goes up. It's in the middle. The only people that would have insight would be the people in the general area. We have to protect the rural communities. We have to protect the, the smaller enclaves of cities. And it's not that hard to get a, a gun license. We just have a, the ability to track you and the ability to charge you if you are performing without it. And it's a side performance license. It's a private investigator license sort of deal. Give the law some weight. Because what we have seen is <sighs> degrading at best. Degrading at best. Genocidal at worst. All right, the second project closing. The second project, I just wanted to come. An instinct thought came to mind when kept along by our friends. Sci, uh, sci performance. It's also a form of witness. Intimidation. Not only is it codification, if you, if the community criminal element has a Native Side American involved, and um, a crime was committed against them, they won't. They won't further the charges. Domestic violence, whatever the crime is. Because we'll just threaten them with side performing them constantly. The humiliation of that. Oh, this constantly side performing. Your your criminal element, you know, if you get side performed 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you're going to expose your lifestyle and be arrested. Since if you're drug addicted, you're probably on probation or parole. You're going to be picked up. Witness intimidation. Different sexuality. 
Don't want everybody to know you're gay. Psych perform. Threaten them with psych performance. I mean, it is your business. But at some point, in the public eye, it stops. But for the private citizen who has not become a public celebrity, that's different. Take myself, for instance. I have chosen to become this celebrity. I have chosen to allow my life to be opened up to further the cause of Native Side Americans. Every man and woman is not ready, capable, or aware enough to take that step. There are other liabilities to be considered. Family. Daughter, young one. I have one, I have a daughter, but thank God she's in another country right now. Now, I understand why there's an issue with Native Americans moving across to Canada. No. They have no idea what's going on up there. The foundation of these psychic gangsters. (sighs) All right. I'm going to close it down. I could just, I could continue relaying off, demonstrating all the horrors you believe are real, prostitution, sex enslavement, drug addiction, camps of homeless people that are Native Psy Americans or African Americans circling around them. Combination of both. Oh, that is very real. Drug storage, very real. Federal buildings with that, very real. I took pictures of it all. Debased activities at the state capitol, all of that, very real. Second project closing. It's like, bro, I want to make sure I come back and specify that I'm not looking for the elimination of side performance. I'm just looking for some way to register it or license it in a way. Um, I'm not looking to restrict rights as so much as I am to protect rights. Um, I believe the celebrity... The politician, as long as they are in the spotlight, as long as you're an active member of Congress, as long as you're, as long as you have the benefits of celebrity and we act in a, we, other Native Side Americans are performing, act in a news sort of way. 
this high performance is okay without license. But if you side perform somebody that is not celebrity, that is not a politician, does that include business mogul? That's a fine line there. Of a public corporation? Yes, because our money is invested in your ability to keep that corporate, that corporation profitable. I've invested in you. It's, it's akin to just having a private investigator uh, ensure that you're not uh, you're not drug addict behavior. Uh, private enterprise, maybe not. It's your own money. Public, you're on the stock exchange, yeah. Um, private citizen, wholeheartedly. It shouldn't require a license or something thereof. It could be like a notary of the Republic. Some way that we can say, you side perform this person and you don't have a license. A standard. We have to have a standard. A standard. Some training. Did you go to the trade show this year? You know, you, you have the yearly trade show you need to go to. So we can update you, so we can see who you are. And it may not be by the individual, maybe it'd be at the company level. We have to look at the experience. We have to look at the experience. And I don't think history has any guidance. The Jewish Holocaust. And you say, well, there's been far more um, worldwide Holocaust than that. And there are. And it makes me wonder. Were they codification efforts? The ones in Africa? The Balkans? Did they somehow become aware? Cambodia? Supposition. That's a psychic project. The psychic project. Uh, this segment's going to be on refugees. And refugees from a foreign country. That foreign country being California. Refugees from the Holocaust. Survivors. That's what they really are, survivors. And establishing how, where do we bring these refugees into our communities? What established framework do we have to accept these refugees in our community? 
so that they can reintegrate into society. A part of me wants to say damaged, but then I, I wouldn't apply damage to myself. Not everybody has the helping hand of having family in Texas or spread out across the country. They'll be coming back to group homes, as there is one in my neighborhood. And they may not look like you. They may not dress like you. They have been through years of codification. They'll have that bewildered look on their face because they are haunted by the past. They'll try to make that attempt to be friendly, but they're in a new environment. They are survivors. Whether they come back to the halfway house, another indignity. Maybe we should relabel all of these things group homes. Group homes for survivors. And it's not so much a, a re-education You know, I think I may go too far. I think every survivor and refugee from Sacramento will present its own, their own unique issues. We don't know. I did not live everybody's experience out there. Some worse, maybe some not so, as, not as bad as mine. But some definitely worse. So if you see new people in your community, try to be a little bit more open. Of course, we have our neighborhood watch. <laughs> but greet strangers that you know are going around the neighborhood. Greet them. How you doing? See if they respond. If they respond in kind, then you know it's perhaps it's a safe person. This is really a war time effort. I'm gonna leave it there because I wanted to talk about refugees. And survivors, survivors. Not just a refugee, you are a survivor. You survived a Holocaust. Years. All right, let's just watch the project. Thank you, project. I just wanted to come back. I can't quite remember if I said them. Those. Because I'm a survivor. I'm a refugee. 
at this association where you just try to be something other than what your experience was. And I probably look different as I walk around. Mind preoccupied, getting fresh air. We do our work differently from the home, trying to rely on stories, perhaps, in different ways through social media. We walk through downtown, perhaps sitting at the Starbucks, looking at the different people. I just wanted to make sure I communicated my inclusion. You know, when I when I started the psychic project, uh, I never understood everything that was going on. Psychic Project, it's um, May 10th, 2019, 6.45 p.m. And I was watching TV. And as I was watching an episode of Maiden, and an idea came to me. It was a, it was a scene laid out with a... Um, with, a, with an escort, a prostitute, and the interaction there. And I thought to myself, you know, it wasn't that seedy scene. It was more of the elegant prostitute, uh, ex- escort there sort of way. And I started thinking to myself, is there a way that prostitution could be legalized? Is there a way to take the sex slavery, the criminal element out of prostitution? And allow it to flourish as a economic engine, a valued resource. And you and, and some of them I think it came back to this. Some of the survivors that are going to come from California are going to have drug addiction causes severe drug addiction. Even when you stabilize your life and you build the social connections, you will still have some repressed sexual desires that were crafted inside your addiction. Not immoral, not unethical, just things that 
aren't missionary style. Let's let's say that. There's things that are not missionary style. Okay. Not unethical, not illegal, not immoral. Just not missionary style. Something made you tick that way that happened during that time. And if you don't find somebody that does that for you, that you're in love with, how do you become that complete person sexually? Or, and on on, or on the flip side, right? There's two. There's two sides to this coin. There's one that a lot of the people, survivors of California, are going to have repressed sexual issues. But there are a lot that are coming out that have been in the sex industry. This is what they know. They were sex slaved or prostitutes. It's their, their, it's almost a right to work. Their um, skills, talents, are all in the sex industry. Some in pornography, of course. But everybody cannot be an adult film star. And I'm going to have to start replacing that. Because pornography on our side of the, on the landscape should be above board and legal. We shouldn't be um, in this dirty world. So what am I saying? I'm saying that we have these refugees, a flood of them, a lot of them are women, a lot of them are Native South Americans. <clears throat> due to drug addiction, due to issues out of their control, they gained years and years and years of education and training in the sexual trade, being illegal. Can we make that legal? Can we make that legal so that they can have the opportunity to earn a living? I'm out there, right? Because I'm out there just a little bit because in your mind right now, you see the street walker with the fur coat and the heels. And that is not what I'm presenting to you. I'm even presenting somehow taking the meat market out of it. Maybe even an interview process. As, well, I used to do my jobs a lot this way. I used to gain contracts. Um, perhaps an individual, one, let's say the, the escort or let's just say the escort has to be licensed. Let's say that. Okay, let's just say this whole process must be a licensed process. 
with their license so that not only are they, you know, there's health issues, but, you know, from my standpoint, it's, there's no more health issues than being a nurse or a doctor as far as like a, 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 of exchange of fluids. It's just that much exchange of fluids when you're a nurse or a doctor. And as far as a performance is concerned, being an actor or an athlete, you perform the same sort of deal. Right? So it's kind of like a mix of the two. I don't think we're off base here. And the truth is we de facto have a pay-for-sex um, a pay for sex um, economy. Okay, I guess everything's an economy, but we have a pay for sex um, trade already being practiced in pornography. That's de facto uh, pay for, um, pay for sex, right? They pay you to have sex with another individual just in front of a camera. So what's the difference if somebody walks up to you to pay you to have sex? But not this the CD Walker and the and the thing. And I'm not even saying make it a red light district. I'm saying let's evolve something totally new. Let's look at it from a tax standpoint. I signed a year contract to work for Verizon. Verizon Century somewhere. I go to work every day. The contract firm interviews Verizon. The contract, I'm sorry, I could use any other name. Verizon, please don't take that as a, uh, let's take the names out of it. Um, let's say the escort signs with the um, a contract house. You, a person, say you and your wife needing the service, you say, okay, um, Hey, let's let's spice up our life. Let's uh, let's let's indulge in an escort. You go into the contract house, call it a brothel, because that's what it would be de facto. But we're gonna call it something else, because that's what it, I mean. It's just the sex wouldn't uh, take place in. I guess you could do it in house. Um, you could do it like that. But in my thinking, I would want it to evolve. I wouldn't want it to be a spur of the moment decision, whether it's individual or a couple, like a 72 hour wait period. Ensure it's something you want to do. Go in, get your preliminary test, both of you. Oh, both of you. Do your initial 72 hour test. Oh, yeah, you came back clean. Um, and, and by the way, and, and, and allow there to be the process where she accepts you and you accept her. That way they both maintain um, not only anonymity for a time period, but they have power in the in the situation to accept the bidder. Oh, here's a bidder for your services. Here's their portfolio, digital portfolio. Would you accept them? Yes, I'll accept them on, well, they're looking for a six-month contract, uh, monthly, once a month. Can you provide that service for them? Yes, I'll sign up for that particular service, X amount of dollars. You see, we make a trade and then an economy and we would make it so that it wouldn't be 
tainted. It wouldn't be corrupted. It wouldn't be viewed in such a unsavory sort of way. Of course, the next the next thing that came to my mind was, would I want my daughter in this trade? And my immediate thought <laughs> prior to this was no. But now that I built that framework, perhaps. But I'm gonna be honest. As long as she's empowered in the situation, I'd probably be okay. I'm from a different generation. There are a lot of jobs I wouldn't want my daughter to have. But I'm a progressive. As long as she's empowered in the situation, I, uh, I've got to believe that I'd be okay with it. Okay, it's a psychic project. So, I think I've laid out some reasons why um, the legalization of prostitution perhaps is an option. It's an option, right? We can't, we cannot look at the reality of what's going to occur and what's occurring. Because we can't have them all come back into these communities here. And I'm not saying every one of them is going to be a prostitute. I'm not saying every one of them is going to have drug addiction issues or have. I'm just saying, how do we allow them to have a viable route to be employed as quickly as possible without exploiting them and allow them to be empowered as possible? It's an option. I heard. I just heard the church bells ringing, and I thought to myself, "I'm sure the church would have lots to say about it." But unless they're going to take all the refugees in, yeah, I'm not going to go too far. Nobody wants to condemn the church because they do such good work. (sighs) Challenging subject. I had to put it out there. I had to offer a second take on it. And I hope that's what we'll look into it as. And, And you have to not see it for what it is now. It's for what it could, can be. And who it can help. So many things are going to change. Why not change something that really is de facto taking place now? If anything, to be totally honest, it may lessen... Well, let's not go there. All right, it's a psychic project closing.